I remember growing up and watching James and the Giant Peach and wanting desperately to eat my way into a peach and live there. I was planning on making lampshades and tables and chairs all made out of peach flesh. This, of course, at the detriment of the peach itself. But instead of my fantasies, let's look at reality. There's a little pest out there called the pepper weevil, and they love to eat peppers, and it kind of kills the peppers, so we can't eat it. But we don't have to be victims, all due to the power of Halisco Huntery. Now, that might just sound like a word that you don't want someone with bad breath to say near you, but it's also the name of a sneaky little wasp that knows how to spot those pepper weevils and get rid of them. My name is Louis Colorotolo, and I am not a pepper weevil nor a wasp that hunts pepper weevils, but I am a graduate student at the University of Guelph trying my absolute best over here to get a PhD in food science, and while I should be doing things that I'm absolutely not doing, I like to talk with other graduate students about what they're researching and why it matters. So today we are chatting with Serena Leo, who studies these pepper weevils and these wasps that kill pepper weevils. She tells us that pepper weevils aren't going to attack peppers, but honestly, don't trust me. It's better to hear it in her own words. Yeah, so the wasp doesn't attack peppers. The wasp only attacks pepper weevil. If you only have wasps and wasp larvae in a pepper crop, that's okay, because your crops are protected. If you have pepper weevil, then that is a problem. If you have any desire to find out more about these nasty little pepper weevils, stay tuned. But remember, we are graduate students. We don't know everything, which is why you're listening to an episode of We Know Some Stuff. Hi, Serena. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm doing quite good over here. Before we get started, before we get into the nitty gritty of it all, could you tell us a little bit about your like educational history, where you got your bachelor's, what you're doing now kind of situation? Sure. So I got my bachelor's at the University of Ottawa in biology, and I did an honors thesis project on bumblebee mussels. And I am currently doing a master's at the University of Guelph in environmental sciences, working with a wasp called Halisco Huntery and how it can be used for the biological control of another bug or insect called the pepper weevil. Right off the bat, I feel, what one, are, are bumblebees strong? Like bumblebee muscles, are, are bumblebees like jacked? Um, yeah, they have to lift their whole body up to fly. So yeah, they are pretty jacked, I would say. Isn't that a thing where they say like, the, the bumblebee shouldn't be able to fly, but it does? Yeah. Is, it, isn't that like a popular saying or something like that? I actually did look at that, all well, not specifically that, in a biomechanics class. And it has to do with something about when they flap their wings right at the beginning, there is an extra little boost with each wing flap. And because of that extra little boost and how many times they flap their wings, they can fly. That's beautiful. This gives me hope that one day I could fly too, although my body is clearly not proportional for flying. You know, live your dream. You can do it one if day. I, <laughs> if I just believe in myself, maybe I could fly with the bumblebees. Uh, all right, so, so, so now we're done with bumblebees, but I also want to bring them back because I feel like bumblebees and wasps are enemies. They seem like they're not friends. Am I wrong? Um, They are not enemies, I would say. Of all of the creatures on this beautiful earth that we live on, uh, people love bumblebees. They're cute. They're big. They're fluffy sort of looking. And then you have wasps. And I, I mean, 
right off the bat, I don't have too many nice things to say about wasps, but you're here to defend them. So, so what do you have to say? First, the wasp that I am working with, it is not a yellow jacket wasp. When you think of wasp, a lot of people do think of those big ones that fly at you when you're trying to drink a soda. They also have their role, but specifically I will defend my wasp. It is very tiny, it is smaller than a grain of rice, and it does not hurt humans. And a lot of wasps are like that. People just don't also realize that they're wasps. <laughs> Sounds like wasps get a bad rap. Uh, because, like, I think of yellow jackets, nobody, I don't, I, maybe there are people that like yellow jackets. I imagine there's someone <laughs> who's, like, a big yellow jacket fan, and let them do their thing over there. But we think of that as a wasp. But you're telling me we got this itty-bitty little wasp, smaller than the size of a grain of rice. Are we yeah. talking long grain rice, medium grain rice, short grain rice? What? Five millimeters for the females, three millimeters for the males. Tiny, super tiny. That's and adorable, super... just saying. <gasps> adorable. Giant eyes and like this this pointed face. And Ugh. they're really pretty. The wings are like this metallicish sheen. Overall, just a pretty wasp. By any chance, do you think you're potentially just a little bit biased? <laughs> I am a little biased, I think, but it is a really pretty wasp. I believe you. I 100% I am sold. All biases aside, the Halisco Huntry, you're like, this is a cute little wasp. What in the world are we doing with this wasp? Why are you such intimate friends with wasps? This wasp basically it is a natural enemy. So it attacks the pepper weevil insect out in nature. And pepper weevil sometimes will infest greenhouses and attack our food, our peppers. So what we can do is take this wasp Halisco huntery and put it into a greenhouse to attack the pepper weevil and lessen how much the pepper weevil are attacking our crops. Okay. So so we're we're kind of pitting a little bit of a war between the wasp and the pepper weevils. Yeah. <laughs> Guess we're right. we're bringing the wasp in. Do you ever think about the moral implications of this? No. No. I mean, okay. Yeah. They're attacking <laughs> us. So, I think it is completely okay to bring our allies in. Yeah, let's step away from the ethics because I really don't want to go down that path. That's oh, a little yeah. bit scary. So, so <laughs> stepping away from the ethics of this, let's let's go to the beginning. All right, we have greenhouses. We love food. Food is good. We live in Canada. We can't grow outside all the time. We need greenhouses. And occasionally, in greenhouses, there are still bugs. They may not be outdoors, but there are still bugs in greenhouses. Yeah. And this one specific bug, the pepper weevil. Can you tell me a little bit more about the pepper weevil? So, yes, there are bugs in greenhouses. Sometimes they are good. A lot of times they are not. Specifically in this case, the pepper weevil, it is an insect that will lay their eggs just inside of a pepper. And then the larvae, so those are kind of like the caterpillars of a pepper weevil, they eat the inside of a pepper. And it's really hard to see. You need very trained scouts to be able to see which peppers are infested. Then the adult pepper weevil chews a hole and leaves the pepper and then goes on to infest more peppers. So we, we got this pepper weevil, little little bugger crawls into peppers we love green peppers yellow peppers red peppers too or just green peppers all all peppers jalapenos all peppers. too yeah. oh jalapenos too. oh yeah, so they like they, spicy they, they will eat the spicy peppers too yeah. okay good for them you know i like a little <laughs> bit of spice in life 
All right, we have our Pepper Weevil, not friends. They are not our friends. And they climb in. Not friends. Uh, and they lay a bunch of eggs. Uh, do bugs lay eggs? You know, I'm really out of my reach here. <laughs> bugs lay eggs? Lay eggs, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and then bugs, then they hatch and they turn into larvae. Is that what happens to bugs? Yep. They turn into larvae. Yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> I am impressing myself right now. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So so they turn into larvae, and then the larvae, they're hungry, and they're like, look at this delicious pepper. Yeah. It's like James and the Giant Peach, but pepper. Exactly like James and the Giant Peach. Right, right. So it, at some point, we, the, the humans in this situation, we go and want to eat that pepper, and you cut open, and I'm guessing the pepper doesn't look so great anymore. No, it does not. The larvae, they feed on the seeds of the pepper, and they can make the pepper rot. And a lot of times, if a pepper is infested with pepper weevil, the plant will actually just drop that fruit onto the ground. And when it's on the ground, it can rot even faster. Okay, this is this is not good. This is not good for, like, the, the lifestyle and the quality of life of the pepper. No, it is not. The pepper, if it gets infested, it's it's not great. It's done. Is anything, like, once it's infested, can we do something about it? Or, or have we lost that pepper for good? For the pepper weevil, once that pepper is infested, it's pretty gone. But what you can do with the wasp is you can try to protect the next peppers and try to stop that infestation there. Okay, all right, so now we're jumping into wasp territory. All right, so our pepper weevil comes in, lays eggs. The pepper weevil's like, peace out. <laughs> like, uh, you're kind of abandoning its larva, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, it just Yeah, it just yeah, but you could figure it out on your own. <laughs> your, your pepper weevils, they're a strong breed. Uh, so, so then it goes, and it goes to another one. But then you're telling me that we have in here a wasp. Mm-hmm. And this wasp eats pepper weevils? So the wasp is a parasitoid. So what it does is it lays its egg right next to the pepper weevil. (laughs) Okay. The egg of the wasp hatches, and usually it's attacking the larvae of the pepper weevil. So the wasp larvae will attach onto the pepper weevil larvae and then eat that larvae killing the larvae killing the pepper weevil larvae all right so the the wasp larvae not the actual wasp not the adult wasp the wasp larvae yeah that little slimy stuff that i see in pictures um not always slimy but yeah the little just think of them as tiny white caterpillars ah yeah the little larvae i don't know what else to say so the little larvae they go in and they they think pepper weevil larvae are delicious, don't they? Yeah. They, that is they're like, they're that is going like a in. Gourmet. <laughs> that is just like buffet town. They are excited to eat this larvae. So the the pepper weevil larvae is getting eaten, and now we have full grown wasps. What happens to the wasp after it eats all the pepper larvae? Then it will pupate, just like a butterfly, it turns into a, a pupa. Then it emerges as a full-grown, beautiful wasp, and the females will just continue to lay eggs and find other pepper weevil to attack, and the males will try to find females. Okay, this is a this is kind of beautiful. This is circle of life stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now here's a big question: We don't like pepper weevil in our peppers, but we do like the wasp larvae in our peppers. We're okay with that. Yeah. So the wasp doesn't attack peppers. The wasp only attacks pepper weevil. 
if you only have wasps and wasp larvae in a pepper crop, that's okay because your crops are protected. If you have pepper weevil, then that is a problem. No, right. So the peppers are safe with the wasps around. Yeah. Like little bodyguards. Oh, right. Oh, that's that's lovely. <laughs> I like to think of this very militaristically. I, I think of them as tiny employees. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> oh, do they have like employee of the month like most oh pepper weevils eaten? That would be so cute. Such a good motivator for the wasps, too. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll see if we can motivate them with that. All right, just conclude that in your next study if you want to continue your studies. All right, okay, here we go. We know that pepper weevil, they get eaten by this wasp. The wasp does the eating. This is good stuff. Then it, may, it turns into an adult. It lays more eggs. It makes more wasp larvae. It kills more pepper weevils. It seems as if we've solved the problem. What 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 do we need you to do here? I, we just put a handful of wasps, a handful of pepper weevils, and let it take care of itself. I don't understand why we're still studying this. So we're studying this because right now it is not being done. I did just learn that in Mexico they are starting to sell the wasp. In Canada, they are not using the wasp as a commercial tool. So what I am doing is researching how we can use it as a tool and what stages of the pepper weevil it attacks. And I am also studying how the wasp finds the pepper weevil since the pepper weevil is hidden. And hopefully this research can help show that the wasp is a great candidate for biological control in Canada. Okay, so this is kind of being used in Mexico. Anywhere else, or maybe there's not too many big pepper growers in the world? So far, not anywhere else that I know of. And the one in Mexico, it is pretty new. So this is exciting because, you know, we hear a lot about people wanting to reduce the amount of herbicides and pesticides and things like that. And now you're, you're introducing kind of a, a new way to prevent uh, nasty little critters. Yeah, it is a new tool. Right now, there aren't any biological controls for the pepper weevil. So this would be a really great addition for a pepper producer to have this new tool. So this is kind of a big deal. Biological control. This is like, uh, you know, like having birds eat bugs and yeah. things like that, like hiring a bunch of... I, I'm trying to think of another example. Birds eating <laughs> Bird bugs is bugs. actually... <laughs> But there's wasps against aphids. Okay. So aphids are another bug or insect in greenhouses, and they also have a tiny, even smaller wasp that attacks the aphids. They have ladybug larvae. They attack other things. There are predatory mites that attack hmm. thrips. There seems to be like a lot of these sort of little biological For agents sure. out here. There's There are so many systems, and... One thing that's great about biological controls is that they generally don't interfere with each other as much as if you were trying to do biological controls and insecticides. All right. So then, yeah, I don't know. Do you ever talk with like people who are farmers or or uh, the kind of the sort of the extension of it? The people are they going to actually end up using these type of things? Are they more about the biological controls? Or are they, like, hesitant about it? So far, I haven't talked to too many, but I did go to a conference. There were biological control companies, and they probably are also biased. But they did say a lot of producers are very interested in using biological controls because it, it works. <laughs> it works. It works. All right. But here's the thing. We're here 
because you need to find out exactly how it works. Yeah, yeah, I am studying this wasp, and it's still pretty new, so... I, I'm assuming, and maybe I'm wrong, so tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming you can't just sit the wasp down and have a nice little interview with it. No, unfortunately not. Unfortunately. They just don't cooperate. I don't know. It's not your fault. It's just them. So how in the world do you do any of this? Let, let's isolate one problem. You want to find out how the wasp finds the pepper weevil. Yeah. How do you go about that? So I did this in two separate parts for my research. First, I looked at what volatiles are coming out of, or volatile compounds are coming out of a plant. So that's like what smells are coming out of a plant. And plants generally will always be emitting these smells. When a plant is getting attacked by an insect, or if it's under a different kind of stress, it can change what kind of smells they're outputting. They can specifically produce more of a certain compound or they can change what compounds they're producing. This this is like kind of blowing my mind right now. Yeah, it's there's so much going what? on all the time. <laughs> so I change my smell when I'm exercising. <laughs> I didn't know how else to say it. Uh, if, if Okay, if I'm stressed, I might sweat a little bit and my, my sweat might smell. Anything like similar to that, like stressed kind of situation or yeah. am i making too far that, of a reach no that that sounds like a pretty good analogy all right so this pepper is changing its smell which just seems so bizarre to me <laughs> and, and the wasp smells that smell and they're like hmm smells like there's a problem afoot <laughs> um potentially so i didn't get that far but i think that it is a great next study so i infested some of my pepper plants with the pepper weevil and some of them I didn't. And I collected what kind of smells are coming from those two different plants. And I did find that there were differences in what kind of compounds the infested plants were producing. So for example, the pepper plants with pepper weevil produced more hexanol, more methyl salicylate, and more compounds. And some of these compounds were found in previous studies to be important in attracting natural enemies, which potentially could be the wasp. The second part that I did was I had this Y-tube, which is exactly what it sounds like. It is a tube that is shaped like a Y, and I put infested peppers on one side and uninfested peppers on the other, and I put the wasp on the bottom and saw which side the wasp will crawl to. So air is pulling some of the smells of the infested peppers down so the wasp can use those smells and try to orient itself. So is this like the equivalent if you put me into a wide tube and you put like kale on one end and ice cream on the other? I would I would not go for the kale. Yeah, maybe like a, a nice smelling pizza or something. <laughs> yeah, like something very like aromatic. Exactly, something super aromatic. I feel the way that you phrased it, I might be wrong, I might be wrong. But I feel the way you phrased it, the the, the wasps seem to like or, or go towards the infected pepper more. Yeah, they did go to the infested peppers more, both when the pepper weevil larvae were younger. In pepper weevil, there are three kind of stages in larvae. There's first, second, and third. And the wasps went towards infested peppers at early 
first larval instar and third larval instar. Okay, so like fresh larval and slightly aged, like cheeses. Yeah, <laughs> so fresh cheese okay. and, and older cheese. They like them both. Like, we love a mozzarella, but come on, a Parmesan just Everything. does it sometimes. <laughs> it does it. Uh, and and uh, this is a good thing, right? Like, you, you, you put your wasp into this little Y tube. They want to go towards that, so you're starting to realize, hey. They use the smells. Yeah, so that's cool. That's yeah. like, that's kind of a big deal. The wasp uses smells, and the pepper plants produce smells. Something so, can go on. <laughs> so, hey, collaboration. Okay, from this, you say to yourselves, okay, the wasp likes the smell that the pepper is giving off. Now, let me clarify, though. Is it the pepper that's giving off the smell, or is it the pepper weevils that are giving off the smell? So, it can be both. Oh, tricky. Yeah, so it is, it is pretty tricky to separate them, but very likely it is the plant that is giving off the smell. That okay. happens a lot when the plants do change what volatiles are producing in response to stress. Um, but the plant is also a lot larger than individual insects. There are instances where they will be attracted to the insect themselves, but the plant is a lot larger. And a lot of times the pepper weevil larvae, they're on the inside of the fruit. Um, so it can be both, actually. Oh, okay. That's very interesting. All right. So I, I think I think I'm understanding this. So you did your two studies. You you looked at the smells that were coming out of the pepper, and then you looked at sort of the affinity of the wasp to the peppers that had the pepper weevil in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we do with the sum total of this knowledge? Do we just write it down in a book and call it a day? Well, what's next? So what's next? I think it would be really great to take the compounds that I found in the collection studies and then do a Y-tube study with the wasp. I think that would be a great next step. Um, and then from there, you can make lures and traps. And there are some other tools you can use. So you can also monitor the volatiles and the smells coming out of the pepper plant. And then if you have that kind of monitoring and you see, oh, there's a spike in this volatile in this section, you can go check it out. We'll see a lot of lures and traps are done. So lures and traps, I guess this is kind of the process of, is it like telling the wasp where to go or guiding the wasps? So the lures would be like attracting a wasp to you. And then Mm -hmm. a trap can be used in conjunction with a lure to see how many of a certain pests, or if you're doing parasitoids, to see how many parasitoids are there. But generally, they are actually for pests, I think. Okay, okay, all right. So all of this knowledge that you are gaining, potentially gaining even more in the future, this all goes towards the application of these wasps to attack pepper weevils. Yeah, everything is applied in my research right and that's important right we're not just once again we're not just writing this down in some big old book we want to eventually use this mm-hmm. now you're not uh, you know the head ceo of halisco Happalapper, hunter whatever the scientific name incorporated was <laughs> i feel like i was close uh but do you have any thoughts on what the future of this is do you see this being something that could be potentially used in greenhouses all over you know north america is this maybe some a smaller thing what are your thoughts i think for sure it can be used not only in canada but also in the united states 
this can be used, I think, all across Canada. There are a lot of greenhouses in Canada. It is a huge industry, and I think that they would really benefit from using this tool. Yeah. Hopefully near future. Yeah, because uh, Canada's cold. Canada is cold. We need the greenhouses. A little bit. We need the greenhouses, and we can't have greenhouses full of pepper weevils. Absolutely not. No. With that being said, we are just about closing in on the time that we have left. Is there anything you want to get off your chest before we uh, close up here? Do you want to, like, send a you know, stark warning message to all the pepper weevils? Like, I'm going to get you, <laughs> pepper weevils, or anything that you want to say before we finish up? I think that it is just so interesting that there's so many so many parts to get food to your to your table at home there's even the packing and processing that part is so huge too there's so much in soil and in watering and i just think it's important to look at all these different aspects and i am really happy that i can hopefully help in this one this pretty important oh i guess i'm biased but (laughs) (laughs) of course you are you know it's kind of popular to say like oh people are disconnected from their food but a lot goes into food production and we'd be dead without it (laughs) it's a big deal so thank you for playing this role this uh pest control role in bringing peppers to our table do you have a what, what's your favorite application of peppers are you like a eating them raw kind of situation are you a saute what is your I, preferred pepper eating method eating them raw sauteed is pretty mm. good too they add a lot of color into a lot mm-hmm. of dishes so that's really fun they're so crispy crunchy big fan of snacking mm-hmm. i like it when they're like a little bit blackened like you know when they come out <laughs> in the sizzling skillet yeah oh blackened peppers and yeah oh, big fan Big fan. All right. Well, uh, next time that sizzling skillet comes around the restaurant and I see peppers, I will definitely be thinking of you and how I'm so happy that there are no pepper weevils in my sizzling skillet. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. It was a real pleasure. Thanks for having me. Sizzling skillets aside, peppers are super important in our agricultural system. So taking care of them is equally as important. Serena gave us the basics of the pepper weevil and the nasty little wasps that's going to get rid of them. Just like Halisco Huntry, which I finally learned how to pronounce, we too like to pick out little pests. And in a science communication podcast, a little pest could be something that might not be entirely correct. That is why we end every episode with a fact check. Serena and I both listened to this episode again and made sure that we dotted all our I's and crossed all our T's and ate all of our pepper weevils. And through listening, Serena realized that she only got to talk about half of her study. She also learned a lot about how effective the wasps are at reducing the number of pepper weevils on a plant. Unfortunately, we didn't get to talk about it this time, but know that her study was the complete package. That does it for the fact check, and that does it for this episode of We Know Some Stuff.